Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Today, we're going to take a look at one strange story. It's a roller coaster that combines French royalty, rectal fistulas, experimentation on prisoners, and diapers as a fashion statement, plus the British national anthem for some reason all rolled into one strange tale from the uh, annals of history. You see, in pre-revolutionary France, one hearty, smelly gentleman named Louis XIV reigned from 1638 to 1718. That's 72 years. In the 17th century, no less. This must have been one impressive garçon. He was often referred to as Louis the Great, or sometimes you'll hear the Sun King. Sometimes it can be hard to remember which King Louis did what, but I don't think you're going to forget this one anytime soon. You see, King Louis, however, hit a bit of a bump in the road when his derriere came to prominence in January of 1685, when his doctors discovered that his backside had major swelling within its interior. By February, an abscess had appeared, and by May, the dreaded fistula. If you ever want to add something to your growing list of what not to Google image search, anal fistula should be somewhere within the top five, right above or below a B. Arthur sex tape, which, oddly enough, probably includes an anal fistula. Louis was known for having a particularly aggressive aversion to bathing. Now, granted, personal hygiene in this area was already pretty low-key, as the church had posited that public bathing led to immorality, promiscuity, and rampant disease. But you know what it didn't lead to? Fistulas. In fact, the Russian ambassador to France described the king saying that he stunk like a wild animal. The king would often have to open windows around the palace so his servants would not be overcome by the power of his B.O. This was beyond B.O. This was B.B.O. While my man Louis here loathed baths, the same could not be said for his love of enemas. If the throne seat could have had a garden hose adapter, Louis would have approved it before his next public guillotining. Records show that he had north of 2,000 enemas blown right up Broadway. But, sadly, his fistula grew, and it grew and it grew, and it swelled, and the pain became immense. He was with few options, and all of them increasingly grim. Enter the hero of this lurid tale, Charles Francois Felix. You see, Charles here was a barber surgeon. It should be noted that doctors and barber surgeons were largely two different occupations. If you needed a proper bloodletting or a molar removed with extreme prejudice, well, you called your barber. Physicians of the era rarely cut into living human bodies. So imagine, here you are, a local barber, just doing your thing, letting blood, but you're called into action to cut into the swollen backside of arguably the most powerful man in Europe to alleviate his pain, no ifs, ands, or buts. Charles, however, was no dummy, and he requested that he get six months to prep and prepare for his sojourn into the cavernous time bomb that was the king's malady. But what did he do with these six months, you ask? Why, he hit up the local prison and practiced on healthy prisoners' butts. Because, sure... He gathered 75 largely healthy men with zero anesthesia or antibiotics and went to town carving their cabooses like a Christmas ham. Many of them actually didn't survive. However, Charles really started to hone his craft. If you ever want to lose your faith in your ability to keep food down, look at the instrument he used to carve these fellas. 
It was a handheld scythe, you know, like what the Grim Reaper uses, that also had a retractor companion tool. It can still actually be seen in the Palace of Versailles. As if this wasn't all horrible enough, the story actually takes a weird turn now. After the operation concluded, by all measures it appeared to be a success, and within a month, the king was sitting up in his bed and back riding on his horse within three. As you can imagine, bandages back in this time period were not slim and easily concealed. Louis was forced to wear what essentially looked like a giant diaper, a major swaddle that deeply ensconced the flayed junk in his trunk. All of France celebrated, however, and the royal courtiers declared that 1686 was l'Anne de la Fistule, or the Year of the Fistula. It became high fashion to wear, regardless of the state of your brown eye, a giant diaper out and about in town. If wearing a diaper in public is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. The king had been known as a fashion trendsetter, what with the wigs and perfume to cover his powerful stench, but to get the French aristocracy to embrace adult diapers is an influencer power move that today's TikTokers could never dream of pulling off. However, two strange ripple effects came from this feisty fistula. Most essentially, it really marked a change in the importance placed on proper surgery. And Louis raised surgical medicine's prominence in the country, and soon physicians across the world would come to Paris to learn this new refined craft. However, a second ripple, and certainly more surprising and unexpected, was that through this situation, a new anthem for England was inspired. While I'd love to tell you that the British national anthem was about how swollen the butt of the King of France is, it was actually a French schoolteacher who, when worried about the impending procedure for her beloved king, wrote a song which later became God Save the King. A few decades later, George Frederick Handel, yes, that Handel, passed through Old Paris and heard the tune, returned to the UK, essentially copied it word for word into English, and then changed one minor detail giving Britain, God save, the Queen. So the next time you're having an ingrown toenail removed or watching the Olympics and some British pole vaulter gets the gold and sheds tears as his or her national anthem is played, remember that none of this would have happened if Louis XIV's anus hadn't swollen to the size of the Champs-Élysées. 